Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 73 of the Boring Lives of Interesting People podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Katie Lady Lammy's case with the K Mesmero, the 27th PhD, aka the new little K. <laughs> I don't have an age anymore, I think, is what we can glean from my inability to remember. <laughs> I mean, you can drop that when, whenever you want, or if you want, if you want to, because it's always <laughs> like I a... hit 30, it's going to just be like 21. The 21th. Right? The 21th. Yeah. <laughs> the 21th. That's right. Not the 21st, just the 21th. I like how it's, you're not going to be 29 forever, and so you're going to be 21 forever. Yeah. <laughs> just pretend like this podcast never existed, because I think it started 23rd? Second? How long are we doing this? Well, I didn't have that part of my in my name. I think like the first episodes, I just introduced. Did I use my DJ name? There's no way, because I don't think I was a DJ yet. I, I think I was. No, it did happen before I was 21 because we did the first episode before I went to away to college, didn't we? I don't know. I th- that we may have done that weird demo thing before that that yeah. I put out. I wonder where you were on that. Oh, good. My cat's eating a guitar pick. One sec. <laughs> a good start you know just that's eating guitar picks and me not knowing how old i was when we started this podcast and we're back and <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry i had my headphones out so i heard you say podcast Dennis, don't no you're shit. fine i was trying to vamp and it wasn't going very well <laughs> well i appreciate it i look forward to listening back to the vampingness. uh how have you oh, hit my mic how have you been uh I've been okay. I've been really tired and really, really busy. Um, like the past two weeks, I've had to work on editing a paper that's about 60 pages long. So it should only take like eight hours, right? I don't know. But <laughs> That seems like not enough time. <laughs> well, the 60-page paper I edited before this only took about eight hours. So um, that's what I was working with. So I waited until the last weekend to do it because I was like, I have plenty of time. I'll get it done really quickly. And um, it ended up taking me like 30. Oh. I still wasn't done when I, I handed it to my, um, my we called them lead, or not leads, uh, articles editors. And they take care of like the, the rules for citations for us. Um, and I just do all of the like substantive editing, like this doesn't make any sense. This is logically like not sound and that kind of stuff. Um, and then as, along with all the grammar and everything. Um, but anyway, so me just doing that and looking up all of the sources to make sure that they were actually credible sources took, I'd say probably close to 50 hours. And um, yeah, basically I've wanted to die for the past uh, week and a half. Really? So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, I've been okay. We we haven't really done much. Like, Katie, Katie Burr was like, oh, it's, that's soon for you guys. I was like, shut up. Yeah, it is kind of soon to record. And, uh, <laughs> well, I've been, I've been okay. Like, you know, work sucks, usual shit. Um, for sure. Yeah. I actually had something kind of weird happen involving uh, work. Uh, so it's, it's no secret that I don't want to do what I'm doing forever. So I've been applying to stuff. Sure. And one night, I don't 
quite remember doing this or when this happened. I'm pretty sure we were hanging out at home and drinking a bottle of wine or something, and I just applied on my phone. But I wound up applying for a version of the uh, job I did with the radio station that I worked at. Because they had it available now, but for full time, but under a different title. Mm-hmm. And the uh, listing required me to know, like the person applying to know, like everything I did at my job. And then like the, the as a qualifications and as far as the day to day, it was really, really vague. It basically just wanted uh, experience in all these fields. I'm like, all right, cool. I technically have experience in all these fields. So I applied for it. I was like, eh, whatever. What the hell? Uh, they won't hire me again. <laughs> I quit. I quit there. So fuck it. <laughs> and I got a call uh, and I got an interview <laughs> and I went in and I was talking to them and I had my first experience with that millennial cliche that you you see in memes all the time. Oh, no. Where it's like they want you to have X amount of years of experience and do all this shit. And it's this long list of things. And I was able to tick all those criteria. But then they want to pay you like a minimum wage. Like, oh yeah going in like going into the job knowing how to do the job exactly how they want to do it i feel like warrants a lot more than minimum wage and i even brought it up i'm like you know i know it's not like the uh the kosher thing to do during an interview to say what is this pay exactly but i <laughs> i i've worked here before and i knew what i made before and this is a a bigger, more intensive version of what I did before. So I, I'm just sort of curious. And they're like, oh, it's 20 to 30. I'm like, oh, 20 to 30. They're like, oh, yeah, a thousand a year. So I, I like quickly did some math on that. I'm like, oh, that's a lot less than I was expecting for having total experience of how to do the job. And they're like, yeah, that's not really money in radio. I'm like, I know that's a lie, but okay. Um, so what I, the f- yeah. <laughs> So I wound up not taking. Well, it was also kind of just an awkward situation that we can we can discuss off mic. But uh, sure, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, I wound up not taking it. Actually, I didn't even get a call back following the interview because it like the awkwardness around it. But uh, I wound up <laughs> seeing some now uh, former radio friends, and we talked about it at like a, a small gathering and thought it was hilarious. Because <laughs> the job I was applying for is what my coworker like. There's two of us in this job where we were like promotions people. Mm-hmm. And they took my job, and after I left, they whittled it down to the bare, bare minimum and, like, cut hours and all that stuff. And the other job, the guy did, was doing it so well that when he stopped doing it, it forced them to make it a full-time job of just <laughs> scheduling events and making sure shit didn't go off without a hitch. And making it, making it full-time was a good call, but uh, it also required you to basically be on call. And because it was paying not so hot, it... And making you on call, well, because it's not paying you so high, it would have required me to have a second job in order to make rent and all that good stuff. So right. I was like, okay, I could figure that out. But because you were then on call, it made it impossible for you to have a second job. Therefore, just like making it impossible to take. So I, I kept seeing all those memes where it's like, oh, you got to have X amount of experience and blah, blah, blah. And you get paid nothing. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a funny thing. And then I saw it in real life. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> Do you only want to stay in radio? No, I just have kind of applied for it on a whim. I've applied for a lot of different audio things, some promotions, some marketing. I I don't know, I'm kind of just throwing my resume out at things that sound interesting. And okay. uh, that was just sort of I, a... I, I just wonder if you might have an easier time working. Well, not right now, obviously. Sorry, I'm going through different things in my head. Do it. Basically, my thought is if you 
were to go into like um, theater production and working in sound and theater, that might end up being better for you. The only problem is that you have to get into the unions. And if you're not in the unions, you get paid nothing. Yeah. So I, I don't know that it would really help like as of now <laughs> <laughs> yeah these are seeds that should have planted a long time ago but uh yeah <laughs> i'm just kind of trying stuff and seeing what happens and uh we're looking to relocate in anyway so that's true that's so, very true so fudge it but uh yeah so that was i don't know where that came from in our whole thing where did that come from doesn't matter oh, we're just talking about talking like about general life, stuff <laughs> yeah so that was uh the weirder the weirder like off things i did recently um I finally saw Black Klansman. I enjoyed it a lot. I uh, I did enjoy it a lot. The whole last five minutes where it's just like news footage and then it ends with uh, a bunch of like just symbols or just gut wrenching emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then for I thought that was really powerful. It yeah. It was. Oh my god. And then like the print song it ends with during the credits. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm sitting there. We're just like kind of sitting sitting in the moment that the movie created. And that song started, and then I spent an entire minute going, is this Prince? No. Yeah? No. What song is this? I don't know this song. This is Prince, right? No. And then we were out in the lobby, and I just pull out my phone and just quickly like, Black Lives Matter, Prince! And it was! Oh my god! Which then kind of trumped the entire thing for me. But uh, I, I, I did enjoy the movie quite a bit, and uh, because Movie Pass has been what it is lately, that's all we've seen. That's fair. I mean... I don't know. I I kept meaning to go out and get and watch other things, but I think everything I actually wanted to see has been out of theaters for like months. <laughs> what else? So I don't know. I mean, I wanted to see um, Ocean's Eight, but when we recorded last, you told me that it's been out of theaters for like three three weeks. So I was like, oh. I mean, here it okay. has been. Yeah, it's not anymore. But I, um, at home, we watch Ocean's Thirteen. That movie's not good. I honestly don't remember any of the Oceans movies. I just know that they have a lot of old salt and pepper guys that are doing crimes together. You're going to be very disappointed with Oceans 8. There's zero salt and no, pepper guys. I don't want salt and pepper guys. I am very excited to oh, see he's doing things it. that salt and pepper guys can do. You mean like salt and pepper here and there in effect and they're here to push it, babe? Uh, push it? Salt and pepper? No? Uh-huh. All right, good, good. Yeah, salt and pepper are in the movie. They're not. <laughs> they're not, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what else have you have you been doing? Have you seen any shows? Uh, actually, have you had time to see any shows? I realized I did lie to you. We did go to a, another movie, but it was not a new movie. Oh, what movie was it? Uh, we went to the Crest in Sacramento to see a showing of The Little Mermaid, and Aww. you know that's Katie's like favorite did thing. Did you propose to Katie again? <laughs> no, I should have. But <laughs> we got really cheesy during uh, "Kiss the Girl." Like we held Aww. hands, and it was adorable. <laughs> uh, a couple things about it. I didn't realize how short the movie is because how long is it? It's maybe ninety minutes. Like <laughs> I, I would think under. I'm gonna look that up while I I ramble. Uh, but sure. um, little, little. All right, that's terrible rambling. <laughs> Do you need me oh, to vamp? No, no, I got it. But actually, fun fact. Right now, uh, the 2018 remake of The Little Mermaid, the like live action thing what yeah there's they're doing a a live action version of the little mermaid that is i don't even think it's out yet but it currently has 20 percent on rotten tomatoes from critics 37 from audience and then imdb has it at two stars wow i don't even 
starring I don't I I guess it's Poppy Dray Drayton. It might not be a Disney thing. <laughs> uh anyway, okay. I got distracted by this <laughs> other thing. But yeah, so um unsurprisingly it was like I was all right, so, so I was surprised that it was as full as it was for being like the 7:30 showing of the little mermaid at the crest cuz we went to um a couple different Muppet things there, like we have Muppet Christmas Carol and then just the Muppet movie, and it was dead. But this one was full of little girls and their parents. Oh, and the movie is 83 minutes long. So that includes credits at the end, so look at wow. probably 80. Uh, but yeah, it was full of kids who were just like super stoked to see it. And Aww. Uh, we had a very excited little girl that would just like announce everything that was happening behind us. And she was like maybe two or three and it was cute like once. And then it got real old and she would just, she at one point before the movie, she put her head between Katie and eyes and screamed in her faces. And I don't even know what she said, but it was oh, terrifying. Wow. <laughs> Man, it was cool. Like seeing it on a big screen and uh, a lot of energy in the, in the, in the theater. And that was fun. That's cute. So uh, show wise, we, we've only gone to two shows. We saw Murder by Death on Friday, which was a lot of fun. I've seen them a bunch, a bunch of times. Um, and before that, we saw the Smashing Pumpkins again. And Billy Corgan's a piece of shit. I want to get that out of the way. He's okay. a weird... He's like an anti-vax guy. He's he's on Alex Jones all the time. He's not a good dude. But What uh, is up with celebrities and being anti-vax? I don't understand. Dude, I don't know. And apparently he also has like beef with air conditioning. Something about what? something about the Freon. I heard this on another podcast. It could be not true, but uh, from what was said on, I think it's maybe never not funny. He uh, he doesn't like the Freon in air conditioning and would prefer if a venue doesn't have AC going. So his shows are typically super hot if they Ew. abide by that. Yeah, I think it's Billy Corgan. But um, yeah, so they played Golden One. They had Metric open. Metric's really cool. Um, they were really funny in their set because the first maybe six songs they played, after every song they just went, thanks, we're metric, in the same like monotone thing. So it'd be like, thanks, we're metric. And they said it after every song, and I think by the end of it, people knew who they were <laughs> and how appreciative they were. But uh, Smashing Pumpkins go on, and I've, they're, like, I, unfortunately, liking some of the music I like, have some conflicting feelings about the artists that make them in the art. Uh, like, right. Famously, Queens of Stone Age. That guy is not great. He kicks photographers, but he made some of my favorite songs ever, and I feel weird about it. Uh, same with <laughs> the difference with uh, Billy Corrigan is he says and believes in stupid shit, but as far as I can tell, he doesn't like follow through on any of it. Instead, he gives a lot of money to cat shelters in Chicago, kind of offset. Aww. He like offsets how he's a piece of shit by showing up on cat magazines, and it's a strange thing, but he's made some <laughs> of my absolute favorite songs ever. And when we saw them play at Golden One, they played for over three hours, and they played all of them. And wow. a band playing for three hours is something I've never seen before. Stephen Wilson came close last time we saw him. He played, I don't know, maybe 20 songs, and his songs are all ridiculously long. <laughs> right. But uh, he did not break the three-hour mark, I don't think, but they absolutely did. And we even left early. I think we left, and they played three more songs. <laughs> I was about to ask. I was like, did you get bored? <laughs> uh, I... There, the middle section is really rough. Like, it starts off strong with Disarm, which is, like, one of my favorite songs of theirs ever. And then they play a bunch of, like, kind of uh, fuzzy deep cuts from when they first started. And then the middle is all these kind of just, like, meandering, like, kind of sleepy songs. And they cover Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin in there. 
And then, oh, wow. yeah, and I, f- I figured out the formula of all the songs. They start off, like, really strong in these kind of, like, guitar-heavy ones. And when it slows down, they take all these, like, long pause things and have these extended guitar solos and piano solos. It's so people can take a break. So, like, they did uh, they did Landslide, the Fleetwood Mac song, and there was no yeah. drums in it. So, meaning that was the drummer's break. During Stairway to Heaven, they extended the guitar solo out for way longer than it should have been and billy corgan just left the stage so that was his break and there was a couple moments like that so i was able to figure out that was why and then after this strange middle section they just end with like today and tonight tonight 1979 cherub and then like bullet with butterfly wings and it's just like hit after hit after hit and after before bullet even started i was like let's go ahead and head out i know what's going to happen next and uh we're heading out and they start playing that and then they play Bullet with Butterfly Wings, which is like their biggest hit, which is not how they end their set. Instead, they end with the song called Muzzle, which is not a great song. And then their encore is a brand new song, which nobody knows and I don't think is particularly liked. And then they cover Baby Mine from the Dumbo soundtrack. And then that's how they end. It was... Oh, also, also, before two songs, they have... No, sorry. Three songs, they have these video intermissions. One is before the song Zero. And it's Billy Corgan in black and white just saying this weird poem talking about how you're like, it's just, it just feels like teen angst from the 90s. And it's really fucking like just awful. And talking about how you're nothing and you're in like, you're in this consumer thing and you are zero. And as soon as he says zero, they start playing the song zero, which is a great song. But before, um, I think it was a four chair Brock, maybe something else. They have this video where it's this guy against a red curtain wearing, like, a circus uniform, and it's very vaudeville. And the guy is Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Oh. And I don't know why the hell they <laughs> he is introducing these songs or part of this whole thing, but when they played in New Jersey, they called it the 30th anniversary celebration. He came out, like, on stage, and they did the Sugar Ray song, Fly. Like, Smashing Pumpkins played Fly with Mark McGrath. And, really um, weird. It's so. Oh, they also did a Joy Division cover with um, fuck. What's that guy's name? Is it Danny Havoc from AFI? Davy Havoc. Davy. Yeah. yeah. He, they did a Joy Division song with him at that show. That's super weird. It's so. And then they did some more song. They did a whole cover with Courtney Love because I I think him and uh, Billy Corgan and Courtney Love used to date. So. Yeah, it, it's all. It's been a very strange thing, and people like all the reviews over are they play all the songs you want to hear. It's super weird, but uh, I guess it's cool. <laughs> and I, I eventually, I did have a, a great time seeing them, and had and just like, I don't have to see them again. They played everything I wanted to hear, and they've released a new song since, and the new song is great. And it's, I don't understand what's going on with this Smashing Pumpkins resurgence. It's like suddenly they realize what people want, and they're giving it to them. Because Katie and I saw them a few years ago, and it was real rough. Anyway, oh, yeah. Maybe they got feedback, and they, or, or maybe they got a new manager or something who decided not to just like listen to them. Well, part of I this don't know. part of this tour is it's being like labeled a reunion tour, so it's like the original drummer who's been back in the band for like maybe ten years. It's Billy Corgan, and then James Eha, who's been like doing a Perfect Circle for the last fifteen years mm. or something. So he's back in the band. And instead of getting the original bass player, they just, like, decided not to call her, and she was super pissed about it, and then it became, like, this whole feud, which really, I wonder if the legitimacy of it, because it got, like, a lot of press on this tour, and they had this guy whose name is uh, Jimmy, no, that's the drummer, 
I don't remember the guy's name, but he also is playing guitar. So instead they have three guitarists. One guy's been in the band for like 15 years, but he's not original. Original guitarist, original other guy. And then just some dude on bass at, who they like mention in passing when they're doing band introductions. And then they fill in the lady with somebody basically off stage playing keyboard. <laughs> so oh. the, the, the reunion tour is three people from the original band. One guy who's been in the band for a while, but he's not original, and there's two randos. So that sounds like a legitimate reunion. Yeah, uh, a lot of the tour, the press about it has been putting in quotation marks, calling it a reunion tour. Makes sense. Yeah. So that was uh, the shows I've been going to. I'm, I've got a bunch coming up, but like those are the ones I've been to recently. When are they? Will we be able to talk about them next time we? Oh, probably. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing Chelsea Wolf on Saturday. Then next Thursday, I'm seeing Death Cab for Cutie, who I've never seen and kind of just been putting off, and they're playing Berkeley, and I decided, why not? The, the Greek's really cool. That, that should be a very interesting show. <laughs> yeah, I, I've i kind of been on the fence if I want to see them headline. Like, in an ideal situation, they'd play Outside Lands, they'd play for an hour, and I, I'd get that itch scratch, but I'm just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? Then the 30th, my dad and I are going to go see Judas Priest in Deep Purple. Nice. And then October has Aftershock, where my dad's super stoked about going now, and that's just a regular thing we're doing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we're going for one day to see Alice in Chains and System of a Down and a bunch of others. Cool. Uh, and then there's some other stuff, but it's further out, so, yeah. Sure, yeah. That sounds cool. I hear Dan screaming in the background. I hope he's killing all the bad people in his game or whatever he's playing. Uh, <laughs> he is currently doing a PUBG tournament. I think it's PUBG. Um, it's like a it's like a pre-tournament to see if he'll play at TwitchCon for monies. Nice. I've yeah. two, I have I, okay. I have two questions, and the second question we can come back to because it's multiple parts. All right. Oh, okay. First question: <laughs> What is PUBG? Uh, Player Unknown's Battleground. So, do you know the game Fortnite? That was question two. <laughs> and okay. The, so the parts of that are. I downloaded Fortnite. I've played Fortnite. I still don't know what Fortnite is. <laughs> Fort. So the whole premise is that it's like a battle royale. So you know the game or the movie Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. It's like that. Okay. It's you. You have a whole bunch of people dropped on an island, and your goal is to kill every other person so that you are the last one standing. Um, so, there's been a. Sorry. What? No. Go ahead. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding. <laughs> this for some reason because PUBG uh, decided that this wasn't a genre. This was the core mechanic of their game and nobody else could have it. So they've sued Fortnite and um, like a whole bunch of other games have cropped up in the meantime. So I don't really know what's going to happen with that. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> Am I mistaken in thinking that was just like a an option in Halo when it was online? Like you could just this has always been an option in games. I think it always has been, yeah. But why? Um, so why do they think they can sue people? Um, because they think they came up with it. So let's see. I'm pretty H1 sure there was Z1. a there was a battle royale version of um, uh, Team Fortress Two. Was that one on one or like team on team? Mm, that's team on team. Hmm. Anyway. I don't play enough to have real opinions about this shit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but it, but the, the point is, it's it's always been, like, a genre. It's never... And even if it wasn't, if they created a genre and other people took that, like, 
that game mechanic and they added their own things to it, people like people should not be prevented from doing that. But that's we could have a whole podcast on that. <laughs> oh, you're doing your video game law stuff all of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden, um, suddenly, suddenly, let's go suddenly. Suddenly, yeah. Um, but that's yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so. There's another game that came out recently. It's uh, from Call of Duty, actually. It's a new Call of Duty game that that has a Battle Royale-like premise to it. Um, so that should be a fun fight. Nice. Especially if PUBG decides that they really want to go after it. Uh, um, does that explain what it is? Or did I just like completely gloss over that? Well, uh, a Battle Royale game, I, I get in, in theory. It's just like... When I downloaded Fortnite, I played through, I don't know, two, three rounds of it or whatever, and nobody shot at me. I didn't shoot at anybody, but eventually I died by a wall of lightning killing me. <laughs> and I don't understand exactly, because you could build houses, and I thought that was weird. Like, you could just set up walls, and then I f kept finding weapons, and I'd shoot them, but nothing, like, seemed like no consequences. People would just run away from me, and they wouldn't shoot at me. And then... It, there was like a timer and I looked off to the side and there was just like I said a wall of blue that took over and I got struck by lightning every time and that's how I died and I don't oh, understand what the hell okay. the game is so basically it's like so you are dropped on an island and everybody's spread out wherever they land right you could choose where you want to land and um, the game map designates a center point and that center point is where the island will push you in order to uh, force an outcome so that blue stuff that was chasing you and that ended up shocking you to death mm -hmm. that's like a you need to move into the the non-blue area or you'll die right so they're trying to push the action into one central point so there's like a final battle <laughs> and like somebody like becomes victorious right um, so I don't really understand why people weren't ch shooting you or not able to shoot you, but, uh, the building thing is, I didn't understand that either for a long time, but if you go and you watch, um, like good Fortnite players, I don't want to say ninja because I don't know, but <laughs> I'm assuming that's a, a Fortnite player. I'm like, you don't have to say that. I won't know who that is. <laughs> He's the most famous Fortnite player. And for a while he was, um, so like he streamed with Drake and he streamed with Marshmallow and he, um, like that I think DJ he's, guy. Yeah. He's had a couple of the famous people on, but, um, so for, um, like a month he was bridging the gap between like video games and other types of entertainment. And then, you know, like it always does something, happened where he said he doesn't stream with girls i don't remember his reasoning but it was i th i think it had something to do with the toxicity on twitch but anyway people took it way out of context as they always do and i don't know i even him just saying it in that manner the fact that like he didn't have a pr person <laughs> hold him back and be like no you need to say it this way um made me lose a lot of respect for him and I, I think other people are kind of in the same boat. But, yeah, he, he's still very good at the game. doesn't change how good he is. Uh, so if you want to see the game being played in a manner that, like, will show you why all these things exist, I would go watch him. Okay. 
I probably yeah. won't, but I like the idea. Yeah. The, the options there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the only sure. people I've watched play video games were Dan a few times and you playing Sly Cooper. <laughs> years and uh, years and years and years ago. Uh, yeah. Where I just said I'm tired in every single episode. I think that's all it was, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what Sly Cooper was really either. I now know. It's a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? I have, I mean, I bought a tarot deck. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if we were building up to that just yet. Oh, I mean, we can. Do it. I, or how's that uh, go? How's it go? Why? What, what, what compelled you to get a tarot deck? I've always wanted one. I like weird occult stuff. Remember, like, when we used to hang out a lot, we used to go downtown, not downtown, it was, like, on the, the Arden Strip, and we went to, I think, Tower Books. And I wanted a palmistry book, and you tried your damnest to get me one, and they didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, I think I do remember doing that. And then just, well, since I figured out the layout of that bookstore, so it'd probably be easy to find you one. But, uh, <laughs> or there are other bookstores. Easier we could... just to, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really like this kind of stuff. It's it's dumb and kitschy, and I, I find it fun. Like, I, I realized on a walk with a jet that I am an atheist who wants to be a pagan. <laughs> you know, like I, don't, I don't believe in any of this shit, but it's cool. <laughs> I, I'm in the same boat with you, but for me, it's like the comical version of Satanism. I just okay, like, <laughs> like I have uh, now, I think three shirts that are just like overtly satanic shirts. And I think they're hilarious. Yeah, I, for sure. <laughs> I have a shirt that has a pentagram on it and it's surrounded by like cartoon clouds in the middle there's a smiley face and it says believe and i think it's so great <laughs> and then uh the band intronaut has a shirt where it's baphomet but its head is replaced by a dolphin and it says intronaut Aww. in like the most like insane black metal looking old english font and and I always have to explain that it's a band, and I think it's just silly. But yeah, they <laughs> they just started putting dolphins on their merch, and I'm like, I want the Baphomet. That's well, pretty cute, yeah. Like I get that totally. Um, but yeah, um, I just decided to get a deck because I was putting it off for like years, and I found one that I really liked. It's called the Anima Mundi Tarot deck. It's got a lot of cute little creatures on it, and it's all like nature themed and they're very nice cards they have like gold edging they're very thick did you find this on kickstarter on etsy actually okay i I just googled what you said and i see uh, a strength card that has a a beetle and then the high priestess that's an owl is this something else Mm. are there multiple versions of this deck or this Uh, concept the high priestess yeah it's an owl I found it and... by Megan Wyrden. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I found the Kickstarter for those things you got. <laughs> she raised sixteen thousand dollars for those of a four thousand dollar goal. Good for that her. That makes sense. Yeah, because they're very good quality. So, and they're only like forty dollars on Etsy. So they come with a really nice little box, and it's all pretty and fantastic. Um, is that and it comes like with a little guide that tells you what they're supposed to mean. Is that cheap for mm-hmm. for tarot cards? That seems like a lot. It's it's cheap for tarot cards. Okay. Because they're like tarot cards are like I don't know. I feel like any occult witchy stuff is like for really rich 
privileged people so they can feel like they're interesting. <laughs> so Fair. you can hike up prices. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's pretty good quality for the price. So I'm happy with it. And I've already used them several times. Mm. This enamel pin's cool. Did I tell you I'm a weird enamel pin person now? And I don't like I it? I did not know that. I'm going to send you one of Dan's pins. Please. I have okay. a I have a cork board. It, all right, here's my thing, though. I like Haunted Mansion Disney shit, Wally, and Simpsons. Uh, I will happily take a Dan pin, but yeah, I have a cork board that's enamel pins. I can send you a picture of. Uh, I don't. Sure, yeah. I don't know. Was that started at Disneyland? Uh, I guess a little bit. I kept seeing the pins and thinking they were cool, and I've since followed a handful of weird Simpsons fan Instagrams, <laughs> and they all decide to make their own pins. So I have like some from the Simpsons guy and the Krusty. Where is it? The Krusty Fan Club, they do like a mystery pack every month, and I've gotten like maybe five or six of those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, cool. it's something weird I've gotten into, and I'm seeing this, I'm like, I don't need this pin, but this is a cool pin. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll send you one of those. Dope. And... Is it his face? And I have to get you... What? Is it, is it his face? It is his face. It's one of his emotes. Oh my god, I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get you a um, birthday present anyway, so I, mean, you don't have I will to, try and find something interesting. I don't do. have to, but I want to. Please Shut do up. that. Fine, but please do. <laughs> I will happily Let's, pin it to my uh, face or something. Before we go to tarot, yes. I guess I'll go through all of my other shit. Um, so I started posting on Instagram, which is how you found out about my tarot cards to begin with. Yes. <laughs> uh, I I don't I never really understood Instagram. I think. And, like, I didn't, I didn't, I guess, conceptualize it because it wasn't, like, a, a mostly written thing. It was a visual thing, and I don't know. For some reason, the layout, like, didn't work in my head, and now it does. And I prefer that so much more to saying anything at all. So <laughs> that's probably <laughs> where I'm going to be doing all of my social media from now on. I, uh, I do think I prefer it, too, actually. Like, I still post dumb jokes or like things on facebook statuses but like i i prefer instagram and that's my usual go-to just to like i don't know kill time in a line or something but i like it yeah yeah for sure i don't follow that many people but um what's your yeah. handle it's lady Laumies, which is my name on everything <laughs> so if you're ever looking to creep on katie just google lady <laughs> the two people that listen to this <laughs> Have we never gotten mail? I don't know. No, not really. <laughs> Damn it. Whatever. Nah. I figured you'd like excitedly tell me, but maybe not. We've gotten... Anyway. Um, our, our email huh? does get emails to it, but it's like... <laughs> I, I get like mostly places I tried to get advertising or like... I guess advertising or just like sponsorships from that instead of giving a sponsorship, just like signed us up for their email list <laughs> so i get like audible and i get who who do not sponsor the show and like i don't know all those other things uh and then we get like updates about like every once in a while i'll just get like this notification on my phone that just like has headlines from twitter that are all just like terrible things i'm like why am i getting this and like the blipcast twitter at blipcast is just getting emails that sucks oh well eh. what a... unappreciated it's fine I, have fun. Uh, <laughs> I also went to the office beach day, uh, which was interesting. Those words don't seem like they should go together. Right? But that's what you do when you're in San Diego. You just go to the beach. 
I know that like there was a billboard a couple a couple months ago that was just a guy on a surfboard and it was like what do you do on your lunch hour? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, good to know. Is that what you do on uh, your lunch hour now? Uh, yeah, I just definitely go surfing because I've ever surfed before. I think I'd be scared to go surfing. Also, we went, so on Friday the waves were pretty big and like people were commenting on how big they were, but they were not even four feet. And I was like, how could you possibly surf on that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand surfing, so maybe that's a joke that doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, I, I don't really either. I just, maybe four. I mean, if I was standing somewhere and a four-foot wall of anything was rushing towards me, <laughs> I would say that's a pretty big-sized something. And sure. I guess if it's water, and I'm not expecting it, but if I'm at the beach, I'm like, I guess I'm just going to like hop up so it doesn't hit me in the face. Yeah, that's mostly what it looked like. I don't know. I'd like to try boogie boarding, I guess, and maybe surfing eventually, but I don't know. I don't have the uh, the strength to do that <laughs> as of now. <laughs> Got to build up to it. Got to get that uh, boogie body, I think they call it. Boogie body, hell yeah. Writing that down. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start posting like workout videos on Instagram, and they're going <laughs> to all be hashtag boogie body. Start a trend, Daniel. <laughs> it's happening. This episode, hashtag boogie body. Hell yeah. Um, the post office is no longer delivering to our apartment. That's a weird thing. What did you do to them? I did nothing, but apparently because one person didn't have their dog on a leash at some point when one of the people came and uh, delivered stuff, they decided to d like stop delivering mail to the entire apartment complex. <laughs> so do you have like a PO box now or what is what's no, the solution they're to just, that? They're just holding it at the um at the post office so we have to go get it. We have to go drive over there to get it. That sucks. That Yeah. That feels like not right. Should, is right? there just be like a box like on the street somewhere that you have to go check now? Should be, but nope. Cuz the boxes are inside the complex and yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. Bad dog. Yeah. So that's everything I have except for tarot. So what else do you have? Uh, I've been like, I started playing this game on my switch based on like just every few, every few weeks I'll just go through uh, the, uh, the store and see what I can play demos of. Cause I don't know. I've gotten a lot of stars and moons and whatnot in Mario. And I'm kind of just looking for that next thing until all the games I'm going to be obsessed with in the next six months take over my life. So uh, before the next Animal Crossing comes well, out, well, in October we've got Mario Party. So then Katie and I are going to test our relationship and the relationship of all our friends because <laughs> we now have four controllers and we want to end friendships. Right. Then uh, December I think is Smash, which I don't play with anybody, but I love playing Super Smash Brothers. So that'll uh -huh. be and that'll hold me over until either Luigi's Mansion Three or uh, Animal Crossing. And when Animal Crossing drops everything's over i'm losing my job i'm pr katie and i are probably both going to be single because we're both gonna be playing it we're not sure how yet she doesn't have her own switch she's gonna need that maybe that's the first step towards the the dissolving of our relationship because we both <laughs> we both love animal crossing so we'll have to figure that out um well i'm gonna get my own switch and then already has his so i think that, i think you should get her one i think that might be the answer but i've already got birthday set up so we'll see what happens i think you should make another 
birthday gift for her in the form of the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Well, I've still got time. It comes out in 2019. That's vague. But, uh, yeah, so uh, when they announced that, <laughs> I sent her a, a picture of it. And I'm like, well, my life's over. So, cool. Bye. <laughs> um, but in, in killing time until those games drop, I just tried demos. And the last one I tried that I've had, been having a lot of fun with is this game called Earthworms. And it's for sale now on in the Switch store for like five bucks, and I think it's super worth it. It's like a weird point-and-click mystery thing where you're a detective and you show up in this town, and for some reason this town has a bunch of tentacles just rising out of the ground, and there's oh. this girl who's missing. And for some re- and you have to find this girl and I guess figure out why the tentacles are coming out of the ground, and it, and it becomes this like interdimensional like monster thing. And I haven't beat it yet. I'm still playing it, but I'm having a lot of fun playing it. It came out earlier this year, and it's, I don't know, I think it's an indie game. It's also on PC. It might be on Steam. I honestly don't know. But, yeah, it's called Earthworms. It's a lot of fun. Uh, When we're done here, probably going to make dinner and then play that while half paying (laughs) attention to Game of Thrones. Fair. All right. We've been rewatching that in preparation for the next season to drop. And then we discovered that the... The next and final season of Game of Thrones starts on our first year wedding anniversary. <gasps> so we're going to have uh, uh, something to figure out then. We'll like, <laughs> I, I told, like Katie expressed the, the concern there. I was like, all right, well, we're going to be on a trip somewhere. We're going to be having fun. Uh, we're going to take an hour to watch the new Game of Thrones. And then we're going to go back to celebrating our, our wedding. It'll be great. So, But we're going to make an hour for that. It's going to be fine. <laughs> She's like, all right, cool. I agree. Great. Um, yeah, I mean that sounds good. And then, oh, uh, this wait, is wait. Next... So wait, hold on, please. You guys had anniversary gifts going. Does that restart when you get married? All right, that has become something I'm thinking about a lot about because uh, it <laughs> our our first date anniversary is in January and it will be number five. And I, in my head, like I think it'd still be fun to keep doing that, but. I don't know if it's going to reset. We, we, we'll figure it out. Uh, I think I might just keep it going for my own amusement because, you know, when do you get to buy, when else do you get to buy your, like, your uh, your significant other a ream of paper as a gift? <laughs> what? Uh, I think it was first or second anniversary, according to Hallmark. Uh, the thing is paper, so I got her a ream of paper. And like that. for a really long time, she had an eight and a half by 11 frame above her desk that just had a blank piece of paper in it. <laughs> It now has uh, something else for, I think it was year four, which is a poppy on, is that what that was for? Yeah, it's, a, it's just like a picture or a page from a dictionary with a poppy printed on it, and it's in that frame now. So it's a paper in the frame, and it counts. I think that's what it was for. And, you know, I've got her, like, le- uh, there was, like, glass and leather one year, so I got her a picture frame that had a glass piece of, like, you know, glass for the picture, and then the frame was leather, so... I don't know. Probably keep doing that because I think it's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that answered nothing, I think. Uh, but uh, for actual wedding anniversary stuff, I don't know. Maybe that'll Come be... Come up with your own. Well, we, we're, we like to, like, I don't know, we'll probably go on a trip or something. Like, we're already plotting our, our trip for next uh, April. When I we're... just meant, like, like mm-hmm. snail year. Snail and... year? I don't think snail yeah, year is going like to go a... well. No, like... <laughs> Katie doesn't like snails. I love snails. 
okay, well then she can fulfill snail year and you can get her a bear thing. So like every year that you guys don't like the the subject matter that you've apparently both decided <laughs> on and somehow for some reason we agree on a snail. subject we don't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you can get bears. The bear will just be like you don't like this year, so we we, we think yeah. That. Okay, uh, we'll sit down and plot out all the years. <laughs> I don't know why I'm dictating your marriage, but I like doing no, it. That's so fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Someone should. We just threaten each other with divorce all the time for fun, <laughs> and people think it's dark and weird. I don't know why. <laughs> um, the only other thing I have on my list before we dive into, I think, whatever my Halloween uh, spread is, whatever this means, my yes, I don't understand. <laughs> If it's like my future or whatever. But um, so this is actually kind of an older story. But um, recently, uh, uh, my friend Flavio, who I think you met at my wedding. I don't know if yeah. you've met him before. He, uh, nope. for a living, he pours wine down in Napa. And he's a fancy wine man and knows his shit. And because he works in the industry, he gets to go to other wineries and just flash his card. And he gets to try them for free. So, mm -hmm. and anyone who's with him gets to enjoy the wine as well. So he took us out a while back. So it was Katie, myself, and Flavio, and we went to a few wineries. And uh, I I think wine is kind of overrated, but there are a few that I enjoy. Okay. Uh, and I think the wine culture of it being like this really highfalutin, hoity-toity thing is hilarious because it ultimately is juice that gets you drunk. Right. So I cannot take it seriously. So uh, we were there just asking really obnoxious questions to sommeliers and stuff like that while he's trying to like put on a good front for his business and, and network and stuff like that. And I'm in the back behind him holding the wine glass by the base, like not the stem, not the, the glass itself, but by the base up to my mouth. <laughs> Oh and and drinking all my wine that way and getting just the the most disgusted looks from all these like rich white people. And I'm wearing my corgi shirt because I feel like I should dress up, but not dress up enough. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. We, I think we want to like have, we had a, a really good time doing it and hanging out and stuff like that. But wine culture is really weird. And the, yeah. like the last place we went to a tasting that we got would have normally cost, I think it was like $35, $40 for what, it, what equated to, I think it was six or eight ounces of wine. <laughs> Which is insane. So we, we got the hookup on it. And the whole time I'm just going like, this is not worth $15. This sip is not worth $12. <laughs> so I don't know if we're going to be invited back for that. Um, yeah. So wine tasting's weird. I don't recommend it unless you like wine. Then I do. I mean, wine's okay. I like red wine. Sometimes. Depends on how... <laughs> Sadly, it depends on how expensive the bottle is, but... Oh, no. We, we hit up Target wine aisle all the time and pick something that sounds cool, has a cool label, and is under, like, I don't know, $15, $10, something like that. It's great. It's where you want to go. Is it actually good, though? Uh, it can be. Mm. All right. Did you know... Uh, do you know Ben Schwartz's? I am familiar with the name. I cannot place a face to it. He's John Raffio in Parks and Rec, and yes. I, I, he's also BB-8, I believe. Uh, he has a wine pod podcast called The Wine Down, and he decided to start this wine podcast with uh, a magazine or a website sponsoring it, and he doesn't know anything about wine. It's usually him and another comedian or comedians, because Scott Ackerman's on one episode, and then it's like Rhett and Linker on one, and... 
it's really funny because then they bring on a wine expert and they're just like they're obnoxious selves but they're trying to learn about wine at the same time and it wound up being incredibly informative <laughs> so if you're at all interested huh. in just like well it's been sports being annoying so i i would recommend that being as like something sure. to listen to but if you decide you want to learn about wine as well i recommend the wine down and that's not my recommendation but it's a fun thing to say uh all right sir so that's my last thing let's decide my fate or whatever so i okay all right here's what i know about tarot going in like i said I've, right. had, I've had a couple readings from friends of mine when i was like in high school maybe just out and what i know so far is the death card's not necessarily bad mm -hmm. and uh there's a lot of cups and swords yes great so <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good rundown that's of where i'm at is. I should write the back of these boxes. Tarot, it does this. Wine, or not wine, <laughs> cups full of wine, knives, and death. And apparently and That's what you get, yes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this spread, I think, the way that it's worded, it's playing on the idea that on Halloween... There's like a really thin barrier between the spirit world and the regular world. So it, it, we're going to... Are we doing this too early? Should we be doing this in like a month and a half? You know what? We don't know if we're going to be recording in a month and a half. That, so. That's fair. I don't Honestly, I don't think we'd be recording on Halloween. So yeah. anyway, cool. Uh, <laughs> so this is going to be... An overview of your life. Your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> in, in what regard? I mean, I guess Just like it's, in it's general? Your, your life at this moment in time and what you should do in the immediate future or what you should take note of okay it doesn't so like most of these have something to do with like moving forward you need to be doing this or you need to be paying attention to this but this is just like what your shit is right now so <laughs> I, I mean i could probably fill in on that but I, i'm curious what the cards say <laughs> okay sure all right so i'm gonna cast and then i'm gonna take a picture for you okay. so you can follow along or like redo your reading it's fun that way right i'm really oh, worried this won't translate for listeners but fuck it i mean you made it this well, far if you're listening so i'm i'm gonna do a play-by-play -play. okay great so you don't have to say like a lot you can just react or Are like you, Ooh, ah, you're telling me to whatever, shut up i understand no oh my god shutting up, okay shutting so up. the the life card which is signifying what to embrace is the queen of cups which is a baleen whale in my cards <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know i just think it's really funny um the death card which is what to let go of is the nine of cups which is a underwater thing and they're floating i don't know i should say going in like i'm just gonna jump in occasionally uh the death card being a nine is kind of weird to me because nine is my favorite number and has been since I was maybe maybe nine. Uh, so a nine of anything, I'm already like a little spooked out. Interesting. All right. We have an upside down empress as the courage card, 
We have the tower as your fears. <laughs> we have the three of pentacles, which is bees, as <laughs> something to celebrate. Put that under fears. I don't want to get stung by a bee. <laughs> and we have an upside down nine of wands as something to contemplate. Now, when you say upside down, is this how you shuffled them or is the actual picture upside down that's part of the design or the name? So the way tarot works is you have a a right side up definition and then you have an upside down definition. So I, I shuffle the cards so that they get a good mix of both being intermingled with their like not kind cards. And then I also flip them around so that they have a chance to be upside down because the first reading I did had none of that because I forgot how to shuffle tarot <laughs> cards. Um, but basically when it's reversed, it has the opposite meaning. I mean, <laughs> super basic, but it's got the opposite meaning of what the card has when it's right side up. Um, it'll become more relevant when I actually like go through the reading. But I've just sent your spread to you. Okay. Okay, so let's get the little doohickey. So the first card, life, what to embrace. The Queen of Cups. Um, I guess I should have had something to vamp about while I was looking these up because, again, not the greatest for the listeners, but uh, Queen of Cups. Hmm? Uh, sorry, right? go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at my thing. I was <laughs> going to vamp if you needed to. No, I'm good right now. All, All right. right. The Queen of Cups is a warm-hearted and emotionally secure figure who is intuitively in intuitively in tune, Daniel, <laughs> with the emotions of others. Uh, she welcomes all with open arms and provides guidance and emotional support. Be empathetic and supportive of those around you. So this is an upright. It is compassion, calm, nurturing, and intuition. So that is basically saying you should embrace your nurturing side i think the other words don't really mean anything in this context okay so then we move on to the death card which is the reverse nine of cups which these are not these would not be terribly functional cups considering they're upside down everything would pour out of them but they are in water so they are full oh oh okay i see that's that's like a reef or something i have my phone right side up and it just looks like that's a fish. Okay. Oh my god. I think it's Dory. <laughs> it is a Dory fish. Uh, before I before you continue, there if this I decided to post this picture. There are some scribbles in the top right of the picture. Are those anything important? They say like no. ed editing. All right. Cool. So I, I might post this later and just as like a teaser. Okay. Anyway. Sure. Yeah. Um. So the nine of cups, the upside down nine of cups, um, is materialism greed smugness and dissatisfaction so that's i don't think i've ever known you to be materialist materialistic but uh this reading is telling you to let go of materialism greed smugness and dissatisfaction so if there's anything you're dissatisfied right now just like pay it no mind you have no right to be dissatisfied with it Wait, apparently is it telling me well because it says what to let go of if it if it's mm -hmm. saying i'm dissatisfied of it should that mean like I should just, like, not do it anymore? Or should I just, like, decide I'm not dissatisfied and go forward tricking myself? All right, Dennis, you can't meow during the show. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you could take it to be that way. Um, 
Well, like, what does it mean, like, to let go of? Exactly. I don't know. That's I just mean, what it says. <laughs> all right, fine. I mean, the whole thing is up for interpretation. I feel like that's part of what goes into tarot. Right. So, yeah. okay, never mind. So, yeah, I mean, if, if that's what speaks to you, letting go of something you're dissatisfied with or that, that you are dissatisfied with, with it, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, like, because this is all about, like, helping your mind focus on what, like, how you should order things in order to better process your life, I guess. That's that's the, like, use I find in tarot. It, there's nothing spiritual about it, but it's, like, if you can make sense of some bullshit on the table, you can make sense of some bullshit on your life, right? I don't know. No, it makes sense. So, the Upside Down Empress, which um, is courage. Empress. I don't know where Empress is in the Major Arcana. Ah, here. It is a peony. Um, in Chinese culture, the peony is a symbol of fertility, and it's cons- hey, <laughs> and it's considered the king of flowers. The empress is Mother Earth, a provider, a feminine figure. She tells you to get in ch- touch with your uh, sensual side, connect with nature, and spend some time outside, and connect with others as well. So reversed um, represents lack of harmony, infertility, overprotectiveness, emotional drainage, and instability. Apparently, that represents your courage. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So my courage is that my dick is broken. <laughs> and I'm afraid of that. I guess. Okay. Uh all right. <laughs> so I mean we could take this in context of what to embrace. So the Queen of Cups was saying that you main you stay Stay intuitive and nurturing and compassionate and calm. And what brings you the courage to act in that way is a current lack of harmony or overprotectiveness or emotional drainage or instability that's going on in your life. I'm going to skip over infertility because I feel like that's just not, I don't know. I mean, I want kids anyway, so that's ideal, honestly. Right, yeah. So, yeah, we will say that that's how we're going to interpret this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, a right-side-up tower in the fear category. Tower. Tower, tower, tower. Um, it represents disaster, sudden change, release, and revelation. So... Your fear currently is disaster or sudden change, but you're seeking sudden change. Yeah. I guess not sudden change. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to just like suddenly wake up. I'm in a new town with no job. That sounds like a bad time. Uh, but yeah, change seems neat. Yeah. Maybe change too fast is something you fear. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, okay. To celebrate... We have an upside down three of pentacles. A bunch of bees and pentacles. (laughs) So reversed three of pentacles is a lack of growth, carelessness, lack of teamwork, or lack of concentration. And this is something to celebrate, apparently. Um, Taking this in the context of the other two, let's see. I would say... You're embracing 
That's difficult. I don't really understand. Lack of growth, carelessness. Hmm. Need bees. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose um, if you're concentrating too hard or if you're getting stressed out about something, you could celebrate carelessness. Okay. I see where that would be going. Like, what me worry? Yeah. Like the t-shirt says. T-shirt? Whatever it is. <laughs> huh. I have a lot of questions about the next card. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, upside down, nine of sticks. Is, is it called a nine of sticks? Well, nine of wands. Okay, why is one of them on fire? It kind of looks like it's a... Well, as it is, I know it's upside down, but it looks like a rocket ship or something. But I guess if you turn it upside down, it looks more like a candle? <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's what? whatever you want it to be. You can't just say that for everything. <laughs> why not? Uh-huh. Uh. Okay, so reversed is defensiveness, paranoia, and feeling hesitant. And that's something to contemplate. All right. So, I hate this. Yeah. This is a bad reading. Yep. I'm mad about a lot of things right now. So uh, let's go back. It says to celebrate, I'm supposed okay. to celebrate carelessness, right? Then to contemplate, it's like, but don't overthink being careless. I feel like my, my celebrate and contemplate conflict each other. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's that's life, man. In all conflicts and whatnot. Hesitant. Well, actually, I think contemplating is just... Because, like, the fear, death, and contemplation cards are relatively... They go together, unlike the top, the life card section. Because um, I think... I think it's like you contemplate... Um, contemplate any paranoia defensiveness or hesitance you have and your fear was quick change right so maybe in order to get rid of the fear you would contemplate those feelings of paranoia hesitancy or defensiveness i guess i'm lost i just think that this was a bad reading okay I guess that's the luck of the draw, literally, in this case sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it means nothing to you, then it's not helpful to you, right? Uh, I can see some things I could be like, that's oddly like specific, considering some things I'm thinking about. But those last two conflict, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, then just throw those two out. I mean, right, if great. the rest of it gave you any sense of help at all, that's something, right? I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I would be God, int- I'd be such a horrible psychic. <laughs> it's just you and whoever you're doing this for shrugging at each other. Yeah. I mean, we can come back to this in another in another uh, spread shape thing. Is this yeah. is this one we did the you say the word some mm-hmm. uh, shaman shaman is this like a, a common one because I, I like you sent me a few no. earlier and I knew the one where there's like three cards on the left and then summon like rose anyway. Actually, that might not have been one you even sent me. 
the success spread? I guess. Let me look that up again. Yeah, it's, it's close to the success spread, but not quite. So the, uh, the, the original one is called the Celtic spread. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. That's like the... Oh, why did I just do that? Um, oh, yeah, that's the one I know. Yeah, that's oh, the normal on, one. So on that's the right. That's just what people do as a typical spread for somebody going into like, like a psychic shop or something. So is this your side gig now? You're going to be a tarot reader? That'd be pretty cool. I I would love that, but apparently I really suck at it. So I mean, you just got a deck. <laughs> you just need to work on it, and then like. As you work on it and you become more familiar with the cards and you just know what they all mean offhand, you kind of should build up like a bit of mystique to your presentation of it. Make kind of like treat it like a an act to do some theater with it, and then you just fucking just rake in all the money on people. It's be great. Hell yeah! I mean, they allow it on um, on Twitch. So, <laughs> oh, do they do um, readings on Twitch? Is everything on Twitch? Yeah, basically. Twitch makes me feel like such an out of touch old man in well, every same. way. <laughs> Because, like, I, I know people go on and they play games, which is what I I um, I believe it was based on. But then just, like, people do everything now. Like, Matt, yeah. Matt Heafy from Trivium just goes on and plays, like, guitar covers of pop songs. And that's just what he does on there every day. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I, I think it's great. You know, everyone do everything. But I just saying it out loud makes me feel like a crazy person. <laughs> And the fact I that mean, I don't like I don't dip my toe in it at all makes me feel really out of touch. I, I don't know. The only interaction I have of it is with Dan. Right. I don't watch anybody, when you, which is bad. But when you open boxes poorly on his, uh, his shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke just for you and me and anyone who follows <laughs> Dan and Taj on Instagram. Good times. I'm good at opening boxes. I just didn't know how he wanted to do it. There's video proof that you do not know how to open a box. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we're mad at each other, is that? Wait. <laughs> do we? Should we do a case still? Do you have a case? We can. Yeah. Right. Um, there was a case in my evidence class. It was like a note case or an example in the book, so I don't remember what the actual case name is. But there was a guy, and um, he had recently been divorced from his I say been divorced she divorced him after going and staying at like a um, a shelter for like 30 days after he was like abusing her and her children oh, okay. and so she, she for some reason went back to him and they were fighting in their trailer home and uh, apparently his story is that she picked up a bat and was swinging it at him and he picked up a knife and he said that he was only defending himself. But when he called the police, uh, he said, I just stabbed my wife. She fell into my knife. Not like that. I didn't actually mean to make that rhyme. But like, <laughs> like he Sorry. literally said she fell into my knife. Kind of like, you know, Chicago, that lyric. He ran into my knife. He ran into my knife ten times. Nope. But is that uh, oh. is that from the one song? You never see Chicago. Hold on. All right, I know it's another discussion. Sorry, uh, is that from the song he had it coming, where all those women yes. list ways they kill their husbands, and I'm just like, why do you, why are people siding with this song? 
Maybe because women are disempowered, and even if it's just like a fantasy sort of circumstance, you kind of I don't know. Like especially at that time, they didn't have any other means of getting their frustrations out, right? And some of them just like snapped. The the entirety that I know about Chicago is that song, because uh, a, a friend of it's mine, the best song. <laughs> a friend of mine did like a dance troupe recital or something, maybe nine ten years ago, and invited me to it. So I went and check it out, and she did some kind of cultural appropriation dance. We're not close anymore. She probably won't hear this. Hopefully she doesn't. Anyway, uh, but one of the other acts was just like that song. And it, taken out of all of its context, I'm just like, wow, all these women should be in jail. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think it's just it's a weird musical because, yes, they definitely are guilty. And, yes, they definitely should be in jail. But at the same time, like it was like it's a 1920s, 1930s. Um, setting right mm-hmm. so i don't know i get it <laughs> well <let's... laughs> like they would rather spend their life in jail than with the guy that they killed so like i, I don't know i just liken it to and i'm sure i've said this on the show before but like the the empowerment like that makes perfect sense to me but it it makes me think of the uh people who empower the characters in rent as these big heroes when I mean, just <laughs> just pay your fucking rent uh but yeah, yeah <laughs> chicago is one of those things that i think katie's like oh we should watch that but i don't know if you like it like i we watched um moulin rouge and that was i don't i still don't know what the fuck happened in that that was just like chaos set to music yeah it's kind of a weird one yeah I thought it was neat, and Nicole Kidman's real foxy in it, but... Oh, yeah, she's great. Love her. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like it, but you do kind of have to drown out all the super showman, showman-y kind of stuff in it. I don't know. I like, I like the more um, quiet parts of it. I like the loud songs, and I like <laughs> the interesting songs, but, like... There's a lot going on, like, visually in the movie that I just kind of ignore. <laughs> it's it's a little jarring at first. Like, if I, I didn't really know what I was going into, and the first maybe 15 minutes is just, like, a medley of all these popular songs bleeding into one each other, one mm-hmm. another. And it's just yeah. so strange. And I didn't, like, after it ended, I, I looked at Katie, and I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, has the plot, <laughs> has the plot started yet? She's like, not really. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, for my recommendation, I'm recommending a, uh, a podcast that I've been just kind of binge listening to lately. And when most people binge listen to a podcast, it's something like Serial or something where there's like a through line story. For me, it's not this time. It is this podcast called Podcast the Ride, which is these three guys who I think are like in their early 30s who are just theme park freaks. And oh, Every episode, up until very, very recently, they dive into one particular ride or area of a park. Like, they have a whole two-plus-hour episode about the Disney and Friends parking structure, where <laughs> it's mostly not about the parking structure, because they, they deviate with whoever their guest is and go into their theme park history and stuff they've been doing lately. But the like main topic is, like, this one episode was the Disney or Mickey and Friends parking structure. And they've done the downtown Disney 
version that they have in Paris outside of Paris or Disney mm. Euro Disney or whatever. Yeah. And how just kind of sad it is. And they yes, today's Sunday. So Friday they started a nineteen part series just about Universal City Walk in Los Angeles. Oh my god. Where they're going sector by sector, and I don't know how they decide sectors, but basically four store chunks talking about everything in Universal City Walk. And it should not be interesting, but it absolutely is. But they also have episodes <laughs> about like rides, like they have a whole thing about um uh Splash Mountain and the history behind it and they like dive into the history and the people that made it and just like their feelings on it and the evolution of the ride and how it's still like kind of creepy that it's like uh song of the south yeah song of the south uh and like they've done the star wars vr thing that they have in some mall somewhere and it's just like this really cool podcast that's funny and just dumb and i love it uh, that called... sounds interesting, actually. Yeah, I, I would hire like don't jump in on the Universal City Walk rides. <laughs> I I would not recommend those up front, and I feel like I'm listening to them more as like a challenge to myself because <laughs> they're doing well. They're doing a 19 part series about all everything in Universal City Walk, and they're releasing an episode a day for 19 days. And I'm trying to knock out the episode on the day it drops, and I don't know why. But another one drops tomorrow, and it'll be number four, and I'll I'll still be caught up. Uh, All right. Yeah. So podcast the ride. Listen to that. And but here's the worst part about it. We're going to Disneyland in November with my parents and listening to the podcast. It just gets me more and more excited for going. And it's all I can think about right now. So it's it's kind of teasing. It's teasing me because they just mentioned then you can tell everybody about the stuff you learn on the podcast. Exactly. I'll tell those people (laughs) online. They'll be like, yeah, we know. I'll be like, shut up. Or I'll just look for those guys the entire time we're there. Because, like, I know they're fucking here. They all have annual passes. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. Hey, you're those guys. Yep. All right, cool. Bye. I'm going to go on uh, Pirates again. So, How many times do you ride Pirates when you go there? Uh, we, we like to end with it. If we can get it in two times a day, we will. That's fair. But, uh, like, if like we're going for, I think, three days. We'll probably go on it three three times. But like we always start with Indiana Jones, and then we'll like we'll, we go through a handful of things that we always do, and then by the end of the day we try like whatever's new, try some food and stuff like that, and they're like, all right, what do you want to do? What's got a short line? What seems worth it? Yeah, I want to do this again. And typically we do pirates at least twice. All right. Do you have a set like thing whenever you go? Usually it's like we go Indiana Jones first. Same. And then Space Mountain. Unless it's a really hot day, then it's Splash Mountain. Unless it's closed, because it's always closed. It's always closed. That and Matterhorn. Might as well not be yeah. open. Yeah, Matterhorn is closed a lot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, if it, if a Honda Mansion is regular, I will go on it. If if Katie will allow, like, go with me and put up with it, I would go on it three times. But if it's, yeah. if it's Christmas, I'll do it once and just be mad it's not regular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one I prefer. Honestly, because like I'd, I wouldn't go on it as a kid. I was too scared because um, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, super scary. Yeah, it's, it's a dark, it's a dark ride and it's it's playing up. It's spooky. Honestly, it starts off kind of scary with the scream and the hanging body. That's that's kind of jarring right off the bat. And then it's just like comical and silly. But to have like the and then just look up and see a, a hanging body. But like it's a yeah, jump, I mean, it's a like jump if you scare. Were like, 
three years old. I mean, like way back then when there weren't a whole bunch of like scary YouTube videos. Like, <laughs> YouTube I don't know. ruining the youth again. It just desensitizes them, which is fine, I guess, because then they're not all jumpy and screamy, and then. But still, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a baby. <laughs> that's the end of that story. <laughs> Fair enough, and I think that's the end of this episode. So, All right. if you want to uh, communicate with us, you may do so by emailing blipcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at blipcast, Facebook, facebook.com slash blipcast. I am at Ovacord. She is at Lady Laumis, and apparently that is true on Instagram as well. So, if you want to see yep. pictures of my cat and tarot cards, what are you up to? I don't know. I'm just, like, I just take pictures of stuff I find cool. Fair enough. If you want cool things, <laughs> Lady Laumis. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. A Catbox production.